out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Good afternoon. It is another edition here in Austin of the Unsanctioned Citizen. It is 85 degrees outside and very sunny and breezy. It is gorgeous fall weather. I'm very excited about being present in Texas right now. I had flautas for breakfast, which, you know, is amazing when it's Texas. <laughs> I always said that the Mexican food, the further north you get, is, is terrible. The further away you get from Mexico, the, the worse in Mexican food is, even if it's cooked by Mexicans. I know that some of the worst Mexican food I ever had in my life was actually in Seattle. Um, not that, it, you know, there can be not good food in the area, because there was. There was there was some good Mexican food there, but I would say as a general rule, definitely not anywhere near as good as here in Texas. Um, <clears throat> in my Texican neighborhood, I'm really happy about what I'm eating. Anyways... Uh, yesterday was terrible, but it, not for any kind of flu-related reason. I have a horrific allergy to uh, a seed oil, and I didn't realize that it was a hidden ingredient in a <clears throat> in a new medication, herbal medication that I was taking, and it knocked me out for a day. So I lost a day of work, but it doesn't mean that I'm really behind because some of the best stuff that I uncovered for the show today happened to be today. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't want to make this a, a consistently, you know, ran on the wrong of what's happening in the world, but there's, there's a whole lot of wheels turning right now that seem to have a lot of money behind them. And I think it's your money. And that's important to say. So I wrote something on... I think Thursday, it was kind of a trope about, you know, how how artificial and generative AI is not like your toaster oven. And, and the gist of the piece is that your toaster oven is not going to tell the federal government, you know, that what you're doing is in their column of wrong today. So because that's your private home, you have a right to your to your musings in your own space. And I, I think that this is kind of like a forgotten art of American life. Uh, I think that there's a lot of <clears throat> allowances for insanity. People have really, when I say people, I need to, to be articulate about this. The people who are making and propagating and selling and automating this Generative AI are the same people who brought you the surveillance state and automated that. It's all automated technology. It's not called AI. It's not even called generative AI. It's just AI. It's algorithmic technology that's coded and, and mashed together with other integrated platform technologies. And all of it sounds like kind of rigorous blah, blah, blah and rebranding when they call it generative AI. Yes, there can be an exponential component to it. Quantum computing was supposed to be that, <clears throat> but it, it just didn't really hit. 
for some reason they're like, oh, well, now we have Dali and we can replace artists. We can replace you, you know, and all the creative things that you do as a human. Because we no longer value humanity. Because that's all you guys are, are shadow that generate info so that we can turn that into dimes and commerce. You know, that's all you're good for. And if you don't do that for us, we're mad at you. And so that's kind of where the internet sits in the valuation of humanity right now. And they're even being given terms like, all tech is human. That, that phrase, I'm, I'm kind of mad at it right now. Because it's in, it, in and of itself, it's, it seems like a gaslit phrase. No technology is human. Because we make it. And I, I think it's, it's something that they just pull out of their rear end so that they can, they can justify all this automation that is supposed to quote-unquote serve you, but they're really just serving themselves. No, this is a great technology. It helps humanity. No, it helps the people who make it. I think at the end of the day, it seems helpful at first, but I, I, this is a rigorous assertion that I've made on this program many, many times, is that it seems like it's a deliverable on human progress, but at the end, it's just this predatory AI. Not predatory like, you know, these surgical strike drones flying over the border, or uh, these other t forms of dog robot technology that run up on you and all these little peg legs. No, no. I mean, that that's AI, and it's creepy. Um, it's not even Neuralink, which is going into human testing trials. I don't, God, I don't even know what that's going to be about. Um, <clears throat> I made this kind of weird jump this week that it's possible that all this, you know, brain hacking uh, work that's being done here in the United States to do gain of function that would mess up your brain is kind of like the long-term bid to try to get technology to overcompensate because the virus hits you wrong. Because I noticed something about the COVID-19 virus is that, you know, my body had a, had a mild cold, but my brain had a really bad day. So maybe that's the design behind COVID-19. And the fact that Pfizer is not prohibited from jiggering it or continuing research on it, they haven't stopped research on it. There's, there's just all this runaway contractor money for, for mad science that, that kills people and makes their lives terrible. And I really feel like the government has prolapsed on their duty to protect the American people from these, these influences. We're not around to serve. I mean, the American people are not on this earth to do this for the companies. That's not our purpose. It's just to ge generate residual income and, and credit so that they can have, you know, largesse and do whatever they want. That's not really why we're here. But it just seems to be like, I don't know, maybe this is just the, the dark scaffolding that they want me to see. You know, and just stay with me. Because sometimes this, this overwhelming spookiness is a ploy. It's just to get you to think that you are powerless and that all these things are against you and that the war is over. You should just lay down and let them win. I think that's kind of where we're going with that. But that's the fact that they're doing this Wizard of Oz is 
means that they're 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 climbing they're tr- they're they're scrambling for more resources and they can't get your complicity in doing so unless they get the votes if you go to the ballot box and say i'm going to vote for the guy who lessens the effects of the narco cartel state when it is pfizer and moderna and any number of pharma companies and also this narco cartel state south of the border who is flooding America, meaning the proverbial United States of America, with with people for profit, okay? This is a business for them, and I can't reinforce this more enough. I mean, the airports are even interloped or interlinked with, with the cartels. Nobody gets out of Mexico to fly into America or cross the border without paying a large sum of money to the cartels for that travel, okay? You could drown and get eaten by a gator five feet into the Rio, and you still would have paid the coyotes 100 grand, 50 grand, 12 grand to do just that, to get that far and run into the razor wire. If that's what you had to do, or if that's what you felt like you had to do, or if that's what you were pushed into doing because of the weird gang narco cartel business in your own neighborhood. So it's like you deal with that, say you're a Honduran, say you're a Guatemalan, and you know your life is bad. It's a urinal because because there's too many gangs and there you have one line of commerce and it's go do what gangs do and try to scrub it out around the gangs with not without getting killed. And that sucks. That's a bad life. Um, and then the others are like people who are weighing the scales like, eh, narco-communism. Because that's what it is. It's narco-communism. Uh, it's, it's drug cartels who have coupled up with, you know, this, the PRC and other communist regimes because they figured out, or that's their strategy, really. It's, it's corrupting the morality, the sanity, and the, the ability for... You know, people who, of all people in the Americas, to function normally, bring in functional chaos with illicit drugs, and then tell them that the way to go is communism after that. While they're spun out and owned, you know, the way through this is to join the collective. It's like getting drugs from your local board leader and then them telling you, hey, there's this new politic, and in order for us to continue to get you drugs, you got to go along with everything. Hey, 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 we got you now. So that sucks. That's Venezuela. And I would say Latin American governments have struggled with the allure of communism for a really long time. But I think... There's a good movement going on that's been featured by Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson's blowing out some new new stuff, and I think it's it's pretty reliable. Uh, he came back around to Ken Paxson and really unpacked it. I happen to remember um, Jose Vargas, Joseph Joseph Vargas, who came on to this program and spoke at length about the reasons why John Cornyn is serving the Democratic interest and how the Speaker of the House 
currently enlisted is 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 a rhino that works for the Democrats. And it was so interesting to hear Ken Paxton iterate those sentiments precisely. So I think you should refer to Keep Texas Red if you're interested in those intre- those those issues on uh, Texas politics, because I think he he's really got it. He's grasped that in order for Texas to survive, we have to be able to um, really functionally kick out globalist interest, and that unfortunately is represented by Karl Rove. You know, I I thought it might be good to reach for that guy <clears throat> to to deal with the problems with local city government, actually, with Austin, because he lives here. Um, but in fact, he's been couched as a, as a liberal. And it's so strange to hear, hear a bushy be, be just kind of dragged for being a quote-unquote liberal. But if, if you're behaving as a liberal does and you're handing power to the left as an elected or, you know, Republican operative, you know, you should get a badge for that. You should get a big old sash that says, I'm a liberal! I'm a leftist communist guy who's sympathizing. Um, because look at our, our, look at our border. I mean, the people of Eagle Pass and Del Rio and Uvalde and all those places are just swamped with these New weird people. And it's been going on a long time. Way, 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 way too long. You can't... You can't even put... You know, my chest feels like it's going to cave in. That's how... How heavy this is for me. And I know that... That heaviness is beginning to transfer... To the people of Staten Island. Because they were blocking the buses... There were there was a group, I mean a strong group of people, like a throng of people who surrounded the incoming buses that were coming here from Texas and and just obstructing. They said, "Nope, nope, you got to get out of here." And then finally, this is the cherry on the top. Kathy Hochul, governor of New York says, "Send them somewhere else. Send them somewhere. Send them somewhere else." Okay. So I'm thinking why doesn't Biden send them back to the countries where they came from? And there's just such a big argument with that. They think that this is how they're going to manage inflation before the election. They are stupid. They are dumb. And they have done this, and they have... Ah, I'm calling it International Criminal Facility at this point. <laughs> You know, we're laundering all kinds of policy for, you know, the EU to conduct censorship. And then, you know, we've got, we've got all these contractors. This, this new one from Racket is incredible. It's just so deep in information. And we have this hidden gem. I'll just read you some of it. This is, the title is, Forget Bellingcat, Meet a Real Open Source Watchdog. Jack Polson has an insider's background, an outsider's perspective, and a unique technical expertise making him an invaluable resource for monitoring the world of national security contracting. And it turns out that he has done something. I think he was a developer 
of something for Substack, the, the actual platform. So it says here, the founder of a pair of websites, techinquiry.org and Substack's all-source intelligence fusion, which I subscribe to today. Jack Polson has a PhD in applied math, is a former research at Stanford and Google, and has a backstory that makes him uniquely qualified to keep track of defense contractors and pass on information just like his published list of 188 industry attendees to Trident Spectre. The backstory he'll explain in his own words. Um, first, an introduction to what his sites do. Both Tech Inquiry and All Source Intelligence Fusion employ Polson's designs for combining open source information with leaks, disclosures in books and memoirs, and other esoteric data. In addition to going to events like the Trident Spectre to gather information in, per in person, Polson builds interactive maps and search engines, allowing civilians to identify things like contracting relationships. So this is a really great uh, resource. So this first paragraph, on September 11th this year, on the third floor of the Nauticus Museum in Norfolk, Virginia, defense and intelligence representatives gathered for the first and only unclassified meeting of Naval Special Warfare Command, the technology integration exercise called Trident Spectre 2024. What is Trident? The three-minute video above was unveiled for attendees. It pitched the program as a matchmaking forum for contractors and defense leaders who, quote-unquote, tour the exper experimentation camp during the exercise, leading to technology transition or outright acquisition. The contract-hungry crowd was told in tantalizing narration. Our ultimate goal, the Trident video summed up, is to shorten the acquisition kill chain and enable special operations warriors of the future. Oh my god. So, here's what we're looking at. The people who are controlling the bids for AI are not your friends. And that, I think that this is the short path and the very well-informed uh, path to show you how integrated this is into our society who is contracting where the money comes from it comes from you it comes out of your tax hide or on on the bid of you meaning that it's presumptive of your interest but it, it's not in your interest I, I can't identify one thing about these deep information programs when it's mass surveillance on the American public and, and sponsored censor surveillance on the American public. These things are fundamentally anti-constitutional. But I guess for some reason there's a heresy in saying so. I mean, I just had the weirdest dream last night. And the, the crux was when I looked at the meaning of it. You know, the first meaning was that you are censored. To, to wit, and that the truth is the way out of this. And I, I won't bother you with the, the esoteric details of my dream, but the, the truth really is the way to scale out of the mental prison. We're going through a purification right now with this information. Um, I'm very... I'm so, I guess I'm supposed to be demoralized that that Russell Brand has been taken down from major platforms. But not not as much. 
because I decided that most of these ma- major platforms were step and fetchets for the national security state anyway. Facebook is one, funded by NQTEL. You know, Google, they've got Dragonfly and other derivative programs that are manufacturing AIs to, to suppress you, Chinese style. And this, this article just unpacks that so beautifully in plain words. Uh, but it's not something I haven't said before. Uh, it isn't really an intuitive call. I mean, this is constantly going on to a point where, you know, if if someone finds out that I'm a writer and I oppose these things, there could be people in my neighborhood who suddenly despise me, not because I'm doing anything <clears throat> unconstitutional or illegal, but because I'm I I might obstruct their line of business. You know, their allegiance and their blind allegiance to an unconstitutional line of orders from the federal government, also known as the Department of Defense, is so ingrained that they they mouth the words of an oath to the Constitution and then they do all this and they don't bat an eye anymore. The cognitive, there's, there is no cognitive dissonance for them. They have a seared conscience about it. And that's what kind of leads you to know that they are spiritually um, undone people. And they know who they are. If they don't have... Jack Polson had a conscience. When he learned that our algorithms that were, that were inspecting United States communications, which was... Surveillance. They were looking... They were trading intelligence with the the Chinese government when they discovered someone had searched online for human rights in China. And they wanted the unique ideas of those people so that they could hand them to the Chinese government. He quit, like, the next day. He resigned the next day. So Jack Polson has a conscience. And he doesn't doesn't make him perfect, but, you know, it makes him somebody who's like, time out, this is too much. So, you know, there are good days and bad days for everyone who works in the federal government. I would say that there's been a long series of bad days for the Biden administration. And, you know, they could turn and face their true north. It's never... A waste of time to do the right thing. You know, there's a lot of unearthing of corruption and that makes it very foggy and the mud is in the water. The mud and the blood are in the water. So it makes it very difficult to see your way. But you can always, everyone has choices and you've got to be able to make a good choice. And... You know, I'm looking forward to the next election. That I can see without any necessary occlusion. And I feel confident that as long as we assert our choices in a positive direction, we're going to be okay. Our culture is very troubled. Um, but I think that we shouldn't lose, lose sight of the fact that there are people that are sane People that are, are doing it right, they're holding it down, 
They're taking care of their children. They're paying their bills, but they're getting exhausted. And I just want to observe those people. I just want to give them credit and let them know that they're, they're seen. You know, they don't have to, to think that they're alone in the world or isolated, but we need them right now. We need, we need those people to, to hang in there. Um, and not give in spiritually to this other stuff. I just, I just want to be a voice of encouragement in the wild because this is intense. You know, it, it's so, it's so strange that I have to say this. You know, Will Hurd is a Texas representative in, in Congress. He's running for president and, uh, He's being lifted up and pulled out as an example of somebody who has an AI plan. Well, Heard is somebody who worked for the CIA. And I've never seen him as anything but, you know, the CIA's elected representative in Texas. That's all I've ever seen him as. So it's like, of course the CIA has a plan for AI. Of course they do. You know, we're, we're living in it. We're living in the CIA's plan for AI right now. Why do we want more of it? And I haven't really looked at his, his AI plan. I, I should. And, and I should give him an even-handed viewpoint. But I still feel like that guy has installed software, running programs for the CIA as an apologist. You know, that, that's all he seems like to me. He's the, he's the guy who's going to keep it going for all the federal contractor, you know, me, 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 going up there to get their dollars and... and I mean, ugh. They will fight you. They'll steal things out of your own purse. If you show up to their meetings and oppose what they do. You know, maybe I'm saying that because I, I think I, I had that happen. People who oppose the surveillance state feel like you're, if you stop them, you're stealing from them. So they want to steal something from you. And they're already thieving you. They're already, you're already taking your data and they're already taking your privacy and your stuff that way. They're taking your peace of mind and they're giving you a false sense of security. This isn't security. I don't care what anybody tells you. If somebody can just go up and unzip your life and expose it to everyone, don't you think someone else from a rival government or a rival power can do the same thing? Aren't they interested in buttoning that back up so that no one can get you? No, because they make money from the information. Okay, so this whole regime, stinking rotten. Gotta go. And when Vivek Brabhaswamy said, you know what? China's getting this information. It kind of, it kind of soothed the interests around this to say, okay, maybe we can just let this out. Maybe we can just let this out. We'll just tell them. We'll just tell him we're working with China to get the information. Okay? And then he said, let's fire 75% of the federal workforce. To wit, I was like, this is a gentleman. And he wants to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Okay, so if he gets a seat and he's pulling ahead of Ron DeSantis in some polls, it's because Ron will make allowances for this other stuff, because he did. Well, he was a senator. So did Senator Ted Cruz. 
You know, and we can't do that anymore. We just can't do it anymore. Our culture cannot handle it, and we cannot have a coupling. This is this is a result of coupling with China. All right, their whole method and mo and modus operandi. This is how they do things. Own the public, and then take them and rake them. And then only a certain segment of the animal farm gets what they need. Everybody else just kind of is a slave. And that's kind of what we're seeing. But we didn't really go for this. Like, we didn't have a vote on it. It was something that kind of surreptitiously was imposed upon us by the bureaucratic class who just kept filing their, their infrastructure bids. Okay? Like, like this is the Roman Empire, and it's like, we're going to demoralize the, the, the existing, you know, government by demonstrating, here are our plans. Here are our evil plans. Here's a pipeline, that, the elaborate pipeline that we are going to build to siphon the information that you have, which we shall do whatever we want. I mean, they are bad people. I, I just said it. They are bad people. Only bad people do this. People who respect you, who respect your boundaries, who respect your wallet, who respect your financial pain from inflation, they don't do this. Bad people do this. Okay, and I'm sorry I'm using salty language, but you know what? You gotta call it. You gotta call it. So at minimum, I'm, I'm saying I'm not interested in the CIA's plan for, you know, world domination at this point. I think I'll just check out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose something else. And right now, it's it seems like, you know, there's a winnowing going on. I want I want more choices, you know, but it's soon it will be predominantly Republican or Democrat, and <clears throat> so while this is the the gentle primaries are rolling on before things get really visceral, um, there is another debate coming on Fox, which I will be very excited to audit. Um, but there, oh, by the way, I wanted to let you know that, that Anna Eshoo has a companion bill in Congress that is all partisan and it strongly resembles the Delete Act. And the Delete Act is the law that just passed in California to make it possible for you to delete all of your information from data brokerages and I think that's landmark and it needs to be applauded but I think it's kind of like they're dusting off their halo and putting on it putting it back on after years and years of stonewalling and walking out of committees where real privacy advocates were kind of coming in there and saying hey this is happening and they're like mm, we're not listening to you because we're getting we're getting a lot of kick down from these government purveyors who really want this to happen to you. So, but I think they're finding their way because deep down they know China is not going to be as great of a financial ally right now because they're in a place of financial duress. And because that's all they're in it for, they've decided why, why not? Why don't we just elect to put on that white hat and stop propping up a government that's taken everything from the American people. You know, I want to run something, but I'll run a place of ruin if I don't if I don't do this. 
So I think they're having their come to Jesus moment, if you will. And some some of these partisan de- Democrats have done this, but there's only, what bothers me about it is that there's only partisan Democrats. So unless they want to be guilty of just trying to own the issue and making it making this a purely political matter, um, the American people will lose again, and they will get nothing done again, and they will shall be transparent for doing so. You know, I would really like to see them do something more evolved, like reach out to Thomas Massey and other people in the Republican caucuses who are actually interested in civilian privacy and getting getting more of this back online, meaning getting more of our, our civil virtues more in line with what the Constitution guarantees rather than what the rules-based order decided that they're going to do today from Europe which doesn't rule us. So, um, 33 minutes in, I just want to congratulate you for all this amazing progress of, of assimilating this truth. This, this truth is very difficult to handle, but, and it feels kind of bad, like, like chemotherapy or something. It just feels rotten. You hope you survive. Um, and it makes you so wretchingly sick that you've, Feel like you're gonna lose a lung or a body part but you know what after it's out it's out and the poison is out and you have decisions to make that are going to be very clear to you once this this trouble is is exhumed you have a role and a responsibility to yourself if you have children to your children to your family to the future of america to make your your case known saying again, I don't want to fund mass surveillance in my government. And I would like to kill the contract of anybody who's making that happen. Who's weaponizing AI so that it will erase the human experience altogether. Erase our humanity, erase our anthropology, all the things that we are responsible for. We cannot just hand off to a robotic race for, Exclusion. And I don't say that in the DEI type of way. I mean, you know, you'll be excluded from your own life by keeping a spot warm for a robot, as they said in uh, Terminator Dark Fate. I don't owe a living to a cloud-based platform. Neither do you. You know, if they're not doing anything really helpful to get you ahead, then... I think it's time for you to, to stand up for yourself and say something. Um, and and that there are many ways to do that. You can um, you can talk to your elected officials and let them know that this this is we got to change this forever because we know you're feeding China, and that's not in my interest. We know you're feeding Ukraine. That's not in my interest. Somebody has to start looking out for you and your family in America if they're sponsored by your district. So this is election season. It's it's hot, hot, hot. I want you to get involved. So that's my that's my plea to you as as a semi sane person for now. <laughs> yeah, good things are happening. You know, we got Chris Rufo. You know, extolling the the counter virtues of the of the you know cluster B culture. You know, and not everybody's that crazy. 
I would say that there are people having some crazy moments out there, but they're not comprehensively crazy all the time. There are some people who are comprehensively crazy all of the time. They're not having bad moments. They're having a bad life. Um, and for those people, you know, they, they need to, to get to a place where they can be grounded and experience, you know, a, a, a solid line of, of uh, neutral experience. To know that the world is not bad, to know that the world is safe enough to them to, to function normally, and for them to choose a different path. Most people will try meditation. Um, in some of the most awful, tumultuous times of my life, I have, I have opted for the neutrality of mindfulness meditation, which I find is very helpful for people to reformat. You can reformat your brain using mindfulness meditation. It's, it's not necessarily a religious practice. What it is, is it's a form of uh, meditation where you notice things around you in a slow way. Uh, it takes anywhere from three to five minutes. And uh, you can find guided meditations online, you know, that are, that are very specific. I definitely uh, s suggest and recommend the UCLA MARC program which has free uh, tutorials and modules on mindfulness meditation. So I highly recommend it. It's not as woo-woo as, as, say, transcendental meditation, which is David Lynch's thing, um, <clears throat> which could be really great for some people. But I, I really think that mindfulness will help you get that unanimity or that solid line. You don't have to betray yourself by conveying a bunch of information to somebody else and you're aware of what's going on with you so you can choose what you'd like to do. You know what's going on. You're not swayed by an influence of feeling that is overwhelming you. You know, you're you're in a you're in a position of choice again. You're in the driver's seat again. And I, I can't tell you how important and freeing that can be to somebody who's struggling uh, with mental health issues. So um, <clears throat> with that, I just wanted to say thank you for attending your attention here with the Unsanctioned Citizen. I want you to stay free. I did not want to neglect mentioning um, Russell Brand again. Wow. Um, I just really hope he pulls through this. I really, really hope he pulls through this. I, I can't tell you how aware I am that the, the British press manufactures a case and then they hope that someone will file a criminal complaint. And that's not really how justice should go. If these women had a legitimate complaint, they should file with the police. And I'm not saying they haven't. I don't know all the facts of the case. But I, I do not need or want Russell Brand to become the next Bill Cosby in any way, shape, or form. You know, he's, he's done great work in the last several years. He's turned it around. He's become a very positive force for truth-telling and... It's important to observe his positive works. 
you know, he doesn't have the same vibration as, say, Bill Cosby. He just doesn't, you know. So there's something untruthful and hinky and, you know, targeted about the way he's been taken down. Um, and like I said, you know, it has it has alerted the, the unfairness of it. The seeming unfairness of it has driven a lot of people off of the YouTube platform into the arms of Rumble exclusively. Uh, that puts that puts that that whole ecosystem in Donald Trump's driving seat. But they trust Donald Trump right now with what they're doing. And they don't trust the establishment state as erected around YouTube. YouTube is Google. Google is a national security state for some reason. So is Facebook. And because they are kind of these co-government, co-governing operatives that bill themselves as a, a private institution, no one trusts them anymore. You know, Rumble isn't funded by InQtel. You know, they've got their own server farm. They've got, you know, everything is independent. And that's important because the government isn't in their soup telling them what shall and shall not be. They're getting letters, but they're getting told to go, go pound sand. And that is great. <laughs> they can't really legally do anything to these platforms if they don't want to. But if they're getting money from InQtel, they're getting they've got stakeholders or sorry, shareholders on the board who actually work at the DNI, then yeah, they're gonna they're gonna acquiesce, they're gonna slippery slide around the constitutional rules because hey, it's the government telling us to do it. It's gotta be right, okay? And if you get thrown into a burger grinder, no matter to me. All the checks are the same. La 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 wins lunch. <laughs> it's sick. So I hope you have a great day. <laughs> I'm going to try to go see my senator about some of this stuff. Don't take any wind nickels, as they say. And remember, everyone has power, especially you. And you better use it. Use it or lose it. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com. <laughs>